Next on BYU Sports Nation, the legend of Tyler Hawes about to finalize his defining chapter at BYU. Seems like everyone and their dog is talking about it, except Tyler. Why Tyler should be talking about it and how to celebrate it big. Plus, seven-time NBA All-Star Jack Sigma on the call in Portland tonight. He'll join us live. And don't forget about Jonathan Tavernari in Italy. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Michael Elisa. Just another player in your game for two. BYU Sports Nation live and Radio Vision presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Thursday, February 26th, wherever and however you are dialed in. We're glad to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Mr. Timfew 2008, Michael Aliza. Hashtag, I actually didn't win. Hashtag swimsuit competition. <laughs> I got second place in the Mr. Timpy voting. <laughs> Thanks for bringing up a sore subject. Hey, no problem, man. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> we talked about everything that's gone wrong in your life yesterday on your birthday, so we might as well keep it rolling, right? Hey, thank you. That's what, that's what friends are for. <laughs> Speaking of friendship. Yes. And the f- fantastic four, you know, Justin Timberlake oh, and his no, crew. You're not, you're not going there, are you? In sync, baby. <laughs> I saw something today that I can never unsee. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think some of our followers out of BYU Sports Nation have uh, been privy to see this music video from 15 years ago. And we're just going to leave it at that. Okay. Please do your, well, uh, just go check it out. <laughs> we, how am I supposed to transition out of that? And no, nobody has credibility after that. <laughs> All right. We've made a glorious new discovery. No, not NSYNC's Bye 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 music video, but the RPI Wizard. Listen to this. So our producer, Ben Bagley, sends this link to me last night. It's the greatest thing ever when it comes to the RPI. It allows you to plug in results for remaining games to forecast an approximate RPI. Take, for example, the BYU Cougars. Now, just for fun, according to the RPIForecast.com's RPI Wizard, if BYU... Goes 2-0 this weekend, including a win over Gonzaga. Their RPI would be 32. Right now, it's 59. Quality wins over UMass and St. Mary's. Bad losses against San Diego and Pepperdine. It would go from 59 to 32 with two wins. Now, let me take the blue goggles off. If BYU splits, they win at Portland and lose at Gonzaga, the RPI is forecasted to be 41. 41! With a strength of schedule at 75, okay? And it doesn't, even if they lose at Portland and win at Gonzaga, yeah, I know, if they win at Gonzaga, they would still be 41. So that's kind of interesting. But, but listen, BYU is in a good place. They benefit greatly from having to play the Zags' last conference game. I, if BYU can play them twice, even if they lose both times, it will help the RPI regardless of the result. Just being Gonzaga. That's all we needed, is to have them on our schedule, give us all the points. What's interesting to me is it doesn't matter who we lose to. We, I mean, we just win one of those games, and we're good. Yeah, beat Portland, right? <laughs> yeah. be, take, take care of business against Portland. And, and the thing is, like, we've been saying, be competitive against Gonzaga. You want to do that because you want to show well for the, the eye test. Absolutely. But just playing Gonzaga and beating Portland apparently will jump BYU's RPI to 41. Check it out, the RPI wizard. Daily RPI update will never, it, ever, ever it be does the not same. Lie. It does it not lie. It will never be the same. <laughs> We've tweeted out the link, by the way, if you want to 
kind of mess around with that. You can go and put in projected opponents for the West Coast Conference tournament and results. It's uh, it's very interesting. Our conversation alive and well 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Members, welcome. Tell us where you're tweeting in from. Start it off with today's Twitter question. You want to read the Twitter question, Michael? Sure. All right. Are you there? Well, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> How would you define the Tyler Hawes legacy? Yes. How, <laughs> let's go to the first tweet. At C-O-T underscore BYU football. Consistent, hardworking, and of good character. Just the kind of guy we want breaking Jimmer's record. Hashtag chasing Jimmer. It could not happen to a better human being. That's the thing. Like, he's the guy, you know, on the football team, we joked that Kurt Henderson is the guy that you're like, yeah, I'd let Kurt marry my daughter, okay? Okay, he's, you know, yeah. Captain BYU, yeah. lives his life the right Just way. Just straight arrow. Yeah. Clean cut. See, Tyler Haas is that guy for BYU That basketball, is Tyler Haas. Right? That is Tyler Haas. So it couldn't happen to a better guy. Here are the rest of your BYU Sports Nation headlines. What else is going on today? Of course, Tyler on the men's basketball team at Portland tonight. Going to make history, knock on wood. Women's basketball hosting Portland in the Marriott Center. I'll be on the call with Kristen Kozlowski. The ladies trying to snap a rare three-game losing skid. Morgan Bailey, questionable for tonight. Hopefully she can play. And listen to this, Michael. You'll be interested to know. Here's your football note. ESPN SEC blogger Chris Lowe said BYU is the second best non-P5 coaching job in all of college football behind Boise State. We've also tweeted out the full link at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter. So Bronco, your guy, apparently has one of the premier college football coaching jobs outside of the P5. You're welcome, Bronco. <laughs> so so he, he's sitting pretty high right now. That's a good spot to be in. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, you could be way down that list, right? Yeah. You're up there with Boise State and Houston. So, Awesome. An SEC blogger said that, though. The, S- the same SEC that says BYU is not a P5 caliber opponent? Well, I actually read that article, and it was actually it was, it was pretty flattering. He's, talk- he's talking about BYU fans and how loyal we are. We won the national championship, so every year we expect nothing less. <laughs> That's the best and worst thing that ever happened to BYU yeah. football, by the way. <laughs> We've discussed that a number of times on the show. It's like, yeah, it's awesome. We won a national championship. But then the expectation is like created like, we need to get back there. Yeah. Where are these, where are these rings at? Give me the national championship ring <laughs> or give me nothing. Rise and shout on that note. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. On his way to making BYU basketball history, Tyler Hawes is chasing Jimmer on BYU Sports Nation. Oh, yeah. Seven points away. Tyler Haas about to make history at BYU. Just seven points from passing the great Jimmer Fredette as the all-time leading scorer in the annals of BYU basketball. The funny thing is, because it's seven points, if Dave Rose has his way tonight, Tyler will pass the record in the first five minutes of the game. Absolutely. Hopefully that uh, you know we can get, get on to... Uh, What's next? Hopefully you can get the points and then we can get on to the next thing. If you look over the last you know, couple of years, that, that Ty is a guy that you can really count on early and late and all the way through. And so hopefully we can get some baskets for him early in the game. Tyler Hawes will cement his legacy if he hasn't already. I mean, Michael, you've been an athlete with Tyler Hawes. You've kind of gone through the same timeline. When you look at Tyler Hawes, what's the most outstanding slash impressive part of Tyler Haas as a basketball player, in your opinion. The same thing about Tyler that impresses me, also just 
uh, just kind of a little, uh, it, it doesn't frustrate me, but I, he's so humble. And, and he's so quiet about going. He just goes about his business, called the quiet scorer, a.k.a. the silent assassin. Yes. And I, 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 I love that about him. I also wish that he would make a little more noise about it. You know, Jay Billis of ESPN joked that if Tyler had a different name, like Jimmer, you know, we said Gunner Haas, like he'd get more national <laughs> notoriety. But he averages 22.4 points a game. That's third best in the country right now. He's one of the premier scorers, not just in college basketball now, but when you look at the numbers, let's go next level. If you're not impressed already, Tyler's one of the premier scorers in the history of the NCAA and still moving up the list. That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 116. Tyler Haas needs 116 points to break into the top 20 of NCAA career scoring leaders. The top 20. Let's read a few of the names on that list. Pete Maravich, Hersey Hawkins, Oscar Robertson, Danny Manning, Larry Bird. Okay, right now Tyler is 35th at 2593, Jimmer Fredette at 34. If he scores 22 tonight, he's going to jump six spots in that list, Michael. I mean, if he plays six games, which you and I talked about this morning, we kind of think that BYU is going to play at least six more games. We feel, we feel like with the West Coast Conference tournament combined, the two regular season games, postseason play, they're going to play six, at least six games. And Tyler would need to average 19 points a game in those six to crack into the he, top he's already He's already averaging 22 points a game. And we all know that he's a big-time player. He's going to show up big for these games. So I'm, I'm expecting you know, a few 30-point games in this, in this next run of six games. I saw a tweet come across the screen uh, last game that BYU played against San Diego. And uh, Tyler had gotten up to a little bit of a slow start. And I saw one or two tweets say, you know, Tyler, it just seems like he doesn't show up in, you know, in, in big-time oh, scenarios. Oh, please. He scored 28 points. He's a silent assassin. Of course, you're going to think he doesn't show up. And then by the time the buzzer rings, <laughs> my man has 30 points on the board. What the heck, He's man? a baller. What do you mean he doesn't Don't show up? Don't ever doubt Tyler Hawes. That's very doable. He could easily crack the top 20. Goodness. If he just sticks along with this game, dude, I, I can totally see that happening. Top 20 all time in NCAA history. Unbelievable. He has a legitimate shot to do that. Reggie Lewis is number 20, by the way. Uh, the great Hank gathers at number 19, but Tyler is in some elite company for sure. Okay, the funny thing is, we talk about all these accolades, and you mentioned Tyler's humility. He just doesn't, he doesn't talk about it. It's just like, ah, shucks, guys. It, 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 you, you love it about him. Thanks. But then you're you know? just like, come on, man. Brag a little. His teammates. Give me a little flair, a little passion. <laughs> <laughs> What's that French or Spanish? I don't I, even know. I don't know. <laughs> You're Hawaiian, so I'm trying to figure out where that came from. <laughs> Whatever. Passion. Passion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> His teammates have also kind of kept it low-key. Corbin Kafusi talked about this on this set yesterday. To be honest, I don't think we think about it at all, <laughs> especially, especially Ty. I, I, he doesn't ever like say anything about it, and of course he would never because he's so humble. And no one on the team really knows, but like every now and again a coach might say something. We got Jimmer Fredette's opinion on Tyler breaking his record last week when the great one joined us as well on BYU Sports Nation. Well, the one thing about Tyler is that he's not going to force it, but uh, he's going to play his games. He's not going to worry about you know necessarily the record. He wants to go out and help his team win so they can you know make a push towards the NCAA tournament. So that's his main focus. I'm sure tonight 
And uh, if the record happens, he'll, he'll, he'll love it. But, you know, if it doesn't happen tonight, it'll happen the next night. No question about Tyler Haas' priorities. He's not talking about it because he wants to make the NCAA tournament. And he's said a few times, we kind of feel like we're in a must-win situation every game now. That's just how we feel. And that's the right mentality to have uh, for BYU because if you beat Portland and then you play Gonzaga and lose, like then you're up to 41 in the RPI. So you, you have to beat Portland. Uh, he's a team player, no doubt. But when he does... Crack the record. When he does become BYU's all-time leading scorer, don't you want him to do like a little dance? There was something. What should he do? I don't I I, I envision two of his players hosting up like just middle of the game, two players hosting up over their shoulders, <laughs> parade around the court. Call timeout. Let's let's have some fans bring roses, throw them out on the court for him. Maybe we can play some queen. <laughs> just give him the whole shebang. You know what he should do? He should break out in the Jake Toulson River dance. On the floor. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> In unison with the team on the sideline. Jake Toulson, your homework is to teach Jake, uh, teach Tyler the dance. Yeah, we put out our Twitter question today, which is, you know, the legacy of Tyler Haas. How do you define it? But what do you think Tyler Haas should do when he celebrates? Let's throw another Twitter question there. What should he do the moment he breaks the record? Hey, we want a T.O. celebration, some pom-poms from the Portland cheerleaders. Get some popcorn, just dump it on your face. (laughs) He's got to do something, right? He won't. But what should he do the moment he breaks Jimmer Fredette's record? You said chuck the ball into the stands. Chuck the ball into the stands. (laughs) Go find President Worthen. (laughs) Take a selfie with him. (laughs) That that would be the ultimate. That would be perfect. Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. How would you define the Tyler Hawes legacy? And it is a legacy. Whether or not he makes a big deal of it or not, it's a huge deal. We need to give the credit to it that it deserves. At Josie Elisa. Yeah. Yeah. My brother. Your bro tweeting in. Legend tells of a legendary warrior whose kung fu skills were the stuff of legend. Hashtag Tyler Oz. You want to explain what your brother's going well, for there? Well, we, we grew up on kung fu movies, man. <laughs> Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan. So, uh, I mean, that, that's a huge compliment. The silent assassin, right? The silent assassin. At T.F. Newfer. Needs to beat Gonzaga and make NCAA to join Jimmer and Danny. Okay, here's where the comparisons start. You cannot compare... Jimmer Fredette and Tyler Hawes. We'll ask Jonathan Tavernari about this. He played with Jimmer, and it goes into who played around Jimmer. All right? Okay, the teammates that Jimmer had, Brandon Davies, played in the NBA. Okay? Noah Hartsock, Charles Abuo, Jackson Emery, all-time leading steals holder in the history of BYU basketball ever, forever. Okay? These are really... Did, did Tyler Haas have Jackson Emery, Charles Buell, Brandon no, Davies? No. No, he's got good plays. He's got Kyle Collinsworth. But it's it's hard to make that comparison. It's impossible. But Up he's next, just a different guy. NBA All-Star Jack Sigma on the show. He'll call the game tonight. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. And BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Join us by using the hashtag BYUSN. Tonight, BYU men's basketball at Portland in the Northwest. 10 Eastern, 8 p.m. Mountain Time tip-off on Root Sports, CSN Plus, and nationally on the W.TV. Our Twitter question today, how would you define the Tyler Hawes legacy? Use the hashtag BYUSN to join 
the growing conversation at David E. Miller says, a gunner that never saw a shot he didn't like. The silent assassin. <laughs> What's with you and the Spanish at, accent at today? Bad Adams. Good, good it's group. good. <laughs> <laughs> that pretty much sums it up, right? Tyler Haas' career. It's good. Seriously. He's made a lot of shots. And to talk about Tyler and what we believe will happen tonight and him breaking Jimmer Fredette's scoring record is seven-time NBA All-Star Jack Sikma, 1979 NBA champ, and the eighth pick overall on the 77 draft. Jack, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. It's good to be here. Looking forward to the game tonight. Tyler Haas is going to break Jimmer Fredette's career scoring record, we think, knock on wood. But what is the most impressive part of Tyler Haas' game that you have seen as you've watched film and you've prepared for the call tonight in Portland? Uh, a couple things. One, uh, you don't break the career scoring record unless you've been able to stay healthy. So his durability, uh, and he's not, you know, uh, though he's very fit, he's not the biggest guy. And, uh, and watching him play, he does take a pounding, but he comes back every game. So that, that's number one. And number two, you know, he pull up. Uh, uh, again, he's got three-point range, but also coming off down picks and off-ball picks and that type of thing. He can find some shooting pockets and and able to pull up and and uh, knock it down. So, you know, he's a he's a scorer. Uh, he's going to take some tough shots, too, but uh, it's nice to have someone where you can kind of pencil in 20-plus points a game. Now, he has a unique game in that he is a really good mid-range jump shooter, which is a big part of the NBA for a long time. Now it's kind of a lost art. And you coached in the NBA for a number of years, over a decade, as an assistant with the Sonics, the Rockets, the Timberwolves. How does Tyler's game and what he hopes translate to the NBA? Well, the one thing he uh, does in a, uh, also, which is a key to scoring, he does draw fouls. And uh, you, uh, you're a good foul shooter, and you can mix in uh, getting to the line. That improves your efficiency. Um, again, the analytically, the three-point shot. Um, has been shown to be more effective than the long two. But if you mix in, uh, so, uh, you know, seven, eight free throws a game and then uh, you shoot 90% of those attempts, um, that helps your efficiency also. So, uh, again, I think uh, for Hawes, it's, it's really just you know, his biggest challenge will be his size. I don't think it, it'll be... Uh, uh, offensive game that wouldn't be effective in the league. And then you have Kyle Collinsworth, BYU's junior point guard. Five triple-doubles this season, an NCAA record. What do you see for Kyle and his NBA aspirations? Again, it's uh, for him, he's got positional size. Uh, I'm impressed with uh, his ability to find people, and he can play in different positions in the court. Uh, you know, he mixes in some back-to-basket. Uh, stuff, but you know, off the off the lane, um, he likes to get people on his hip, and he, he's able to control them. Uh, uh, again, I, I think it's it's uh, his ability to be able to keep uh, guards in front of him um, on the other end. But you know, he sees the game, uh, he makes good decisions, and. Uh, uh, he can play in different positions and be effective as a distributor. Jack Sigma on BYU Sports Nation, an analyst for Root Sports. He'll call the BYU-Portland game tonight nationally 
on the W.TV as well with Tom Glasgow. BYU is 18-0 when they out-rebound the opponent, Jack. Uh, the challenge for the Cougars tonight is the matchup with the Pilots, who go 6-10, 6-11, How does a smaller team win the rebounding battle on the road in an environment like that? Well, uh, number one, everybody's a rebounder, no matter what your size is. <laughs> You've got a, a gang rebound, as we uh, term we used a lot in when I was coaching, and that happens even at the pro level. Uh, you know, they, they protect some got some matchups uh, with, with playing the zone. Um, but, again, that's kind of the meat of the game. If BYU, I don't know if they necessarily have to out-rebound Portland, but they have to uh, be close, and if they can, then, then their transition game is, which is so effective, they're, you know, they're going to score some points. If uh, Portland's able to really hurt them inside uh, where they catch the ball, uh, pound in the boards, get second opportunities, and it's going to be a long night for, for BYU. Your son, Luke, played at Portland under Coach Eric Reveno. Coach Rev, he's a big personality, uh, one of the fan favorites for sure around the West Coast Conference and in the West for that matter. What makes him unique from strictly a coaching standpoint? Uh, I think his emphasis is on discipline. Uh, I think his emphasis is on uh, physicality. Uh, I know uh, they invested a lot in my son Luke as far as improving his body, uh, getting him stronger. Uh, and that's if you look at Coach Revenue, that's kind of what what stands up with him, and that's the style of play he played when when he was at at Stanford. Um, and you know he comes to work every day. He, so his commitment. Uh, is evident. Uh, so, again, and he's he's been now in the in the um, WCC for quite a while, and uh, I know um, uh, he was hopeful they get off to a good start. Much like BYU midseason, they had a couple key injuries, which you know basically what happens is it means you got to go deeper in your bench and, and bring in some more inexperienced guys. So they, they stumbled a little bit mid-season. Um, so, but I think they're, they're playing better now than they have all, all, uh, all season long. And uh, it, it should be a big weekend for both teams. They're fighting for different things, but uh, Portland definitely wants to protect its own home court this weekend. The big man position in today's NBA and college hoops game is pretty different from when you played with guys like Bill Walton and uh, Kareem. What's the importance of the big man today? Uh, I think the real changes in how you guard in the post. It's uh, uh, guys can lay on you pretty good with that forearm and and hand check it down there. Uh, so that you see more turn and face. Uh, you know that was my game. Um, uh, I, I caught the ball and turned and faced all the time, so I think that would translate well. But it's it's just uh, a little tougher nowadays, and I think the the defense is more sophisticated. Um, you're you can't get as comfortable in the post anymore as you, you had in the past. So you you have to be able to uh, move away from the basket a little bit um, and and be effective there. Uh, I, I think. Uh, Defensively, uh, again, uh, activity is more important than power. And, uh, you know, guys like Garnett and, and that type of thing have been very effective with how the rules are 
are now. Jack Sickman with us on BYU Sports Nation. He'll call the BYU-Portland game on Root Sports, CSN Plus, and nationally on the W.TV with Tom Glasgow tonight. Jack, we appreciate the time. Look forward to the call, and uh, enjoy the game courtside. Thank you, Jack. All right, thank you. All right, so he brought up some great points. He brings an NBA perspective because he coached for 10-plus years as an assistant. He was, he was the guy that helped Yao Ming transition into the NBA. Yeah, okay, so he understands what it takes to make it to the NBA, so I thought it was interesting that he said Tyler Haas' biggest challenge is going to be his physicality, you know, his size. Can he can he survive the physicality of the NBA? But, but it is interesting, too. Didn't he say that there's le- it's less about physicality and more about movement nowadays? It is. Yeah, so is. That, that has, you would think, help Tyler. Up next, Jonathan Tabernari joins us from Italy. His thoughts on the legend of Haas. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Michael Elisa, live in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes, or if you feel like it, at BYUsportsNation.com. What are you doing tonight, Michael? I'm probably going to go, uh, oh, I'm going to Park City. You're going to Park City? Yeah, there's a reggae concert. Big reggae fan. You mean you're going to go to the reggae concert after you watch BYU women's basketball I, and the men's basketball yeah, so I'm going to be right? late to the reggae concert because <laughs> I need to make sure I watch these games. Absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of women's hoops, Portland at BYU tonight in the Marriott Center, 9 Eastern time, 7 Mountain. I'll be on the call with Kristen Kozlowski. Uh, the men will tip off an hour later on Root Sports, CSN+. Plus. So check it out. Ladies trying to snap a three-game losing streak and stay in the hunt for one of those top four seeds heading into the West Coast Conference Tournament. Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Tyler Hawes, seven points away from passing the great Jimmer Fredette. He's going to do that at Portland. No doubt. The question is, what will that moment be like? Is he going to get hoisted up by his teammates? Is he going to go throw the ball into the stands and take a selfie with President Worthen? Who knows? (laughs) I'm guessing it's going to be... He scores and he runs back down the floor. I'm guessing he, nobody's even going to know what it ha- that it just happened because he's going to be so quiet about Except it. Except for those watching on TV, yeah. Yeah, and those that are, that are, that are chimed in. That's just Tyler Haas style for sure. He's a ninja. <laughs> a SEC blogger from ESPN said that BYU and their football coaching position is the second best non-P5 coaching job in all of America. That from Chris Lowe, SEC blogger. Check it out. We've tweeted out the full link at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter. Uh, Also, we've tweeted out yet again, and I apologize to all of our followers, the in-sync rendition that we did 15 years ago featuring yours truly. And I'm getting getting trolled super hard on social media (laughs) right now. Yeah, so uh, I I guess I... You know what? No, I'm going to embrace it. I'm just going to... embarrassing. It happened, okay? It happened. Joining... You'll never live that down. Joining BYU Sports Nation now is Jonathan Tavernara. We talked to him yesterday after the show uh, via Skype uh, slash the phone in Italy. And Jonathan, true to form, was rebounding uh, a mini basketball for his son as he was talking to us on the phone, which, which is hilarious. Uh, we talked about Tyler Hawes, Jimmer, and everything going on in the current state of BYU basketball. Here is that interview with Jonathan Tavernari. Joining BYU Sports Nation from Italy now is basketball great Jonathan Tavernari. Jonathan, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Glad, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. We have a lot to talk about, starting with this. It's Jimmer Fredette's birthday week. Have you called him yet to wish him happy birthday? 
Not yet. I had I had to do uh, some uh, physical exams in the morning, then practice, then some party party accidents to take care of when I got home. So I haven't haven't personally congratulated the great one yet. So, <laughs> well, well, let's get this straight. You called. This is also my birthday week. Not to you know, not to toot my own horn, but toot toot. You called me before you called Jimmer, so I'm I'm flattered, JT. <laughs> hey, I, I, you know I'm a you big fan. It means a lot. I appreciate Mike. I appreciate it, but I call on the day, man. This whole thing of birthday week celebration lasts a whole week, whole month. No, celebration <laughs> lasts a day. Okay, it's a special thing, kind of like Christmas. Happens once a year. <laughs> so that's how it is. Jonathan Tavernari setting it straight about birthdays on BYU Sports Nation. Jonathan, I know you are a very, very dedicated BYU basketball fan. You're playing professionally in Italy but you make it apparent on social media that uh, you're dialed into the season. This team is on the bubble, firmly. You've been on the bubble before. What's it like to play on a BYU basketball team when games late in the season are pressure-packed and NCAA tournament chances ride, it seems like, on every result? Well, um, fortunately, when, when I was there, my four years, we were never on a bubble like this team was, you know, because we were always top 15, top 20. You know, we were always... We were always there. You Wait, know? you so were we never we were on the bubble? You were never on the no, bubble? No, we were never in a bubble like that. No. I know we were always the eighth seed, you know, but we knew where we were going to play. We just knew, you know, every single selection Sunday, we were just waiting to see what seed we are going to get, you know. Um, and I'm following the team, you know. I am um, proud of everything they've accomplished, you know. And even if they don't get to go to the NCAA tournament, you know, which is a possibility, but, you know, we all pray that they do. I think everybody should be just happy that they got to see pretty much three straight years of Tavern Hollis, you know. Jonathan Tavernari with us on BYU Sports Nation, joining us from Italy. Yeah, that's right. He's playing professionally overseas. Jonathan, do you feel like BYU is a tournament-caliber team this year? Well, when, you know, you can't argue having, you know, number one offense in the country, you know, and the way, the way we play, you know, like, Everybody, that's the main thing about BYU, and Coach Rose is so underrated. You know, like the way we play, we play in a fun way. I mean, people are like, oh, we should change the shot clock to 30 seconds. No, we should change it to BYU shot clock and play in 20 seconds, 24 seconds, you know, because they make the game fun. And, you know, I think that this year's team is very capable of getting there. It's going to take some, a lot of work in the sense of, you know, giving Gonzaga a run for their money. Um, in Spokane, uh, making sure they, they, they perform well uh, in Vegas. But I think you can do it. I mean, it will be kind of like the icing on the cake, you know, for Tyler's career and a big a big trampoline, you know, for Kyle's senior year. You know what I mean? And uh, But I think this team is capable of, you know, and, you know, if you're, if you're in, in, uh, in the selection committee, you know, and you're looking like, well, we can't leave the number one offense in the country because it's not like, I know I'm going long, but I know it's not like, you know, a Siena or a, you know, a boo-boo state, middle boo-boo state, Tennessee, <laughs> whatever it's called. You know, like that they're the number one offense in the country and they're playing against, you know, um, boo-boo Western or, you know, little tiny Eastern. You know, they're playing against, you know, real competition. I mean, the conference, I read Greg Rebell's tweets every day of, of how high, um, you know, the WCC is ranked as a conference and that kind of stuff. And to be the number one offense in that kind of, you know, in that kind of setting, that's a big deal, you know. JT, can you compare and contrast your days in the Mountain West Conference against BYU now in the WCC? No, I can't. You know, and actually, this is an argument that Greg and I have every summer. I'm a huge fan of the Mountain West. 
You know, you can't because when I compare it to when I was there, you know, I'm going to exaggerate, but we used to schedule Loyola Marymount as, you know, the first game of the season, you know, like almost an exhibition game because we knew that we had bigger fish to fry, like, you know, North Carolina, Louisville, um, uh, uh, Wake Forest, you know what I mean? Like Michigan State, we had bigger things to worry about. And but the way things are now is we are part of the of the West, you know of the West Coast Conference and UNLV is not the powerhouse used to be. New Mexico is not as high ranked and you know top ten program as when you know my best friend Alfred was there. And you know things are different now. I mean, heck, even Utah is a top ten program in the country. So you just you know just so you see how much things changed. And so you can't really compare to that, you know. But that being said, you know, the West Coast Conference is very BYU. It's a BYU conference right now, if you take a screen, you know, a snapshot. Because we are, you know, we play pretty much four guards out. You know, you play with a big, one big man inside. And, you know, this year not having, you know, not having Nate was a huge blow. Although I still think that, you know, a Corbin is going to be a pro. and He looks like a pro. He just needs to improve, you know, naturally. But he wasn't ready to take over like, you know, Trent Placer was his freshman year, or how, you know, Brendan Davis helped us, you know. But, I, you know, I think the, you can't really compare to that because, when, when I, for instance, my senior year, when we lost to New Mexico at home, um, that was the highest game um, ranked uh, between two ranked opponents ever in the Mountain West. We were number 10. No, we were number 9 or 10, and New Mexico was 10 or 11, something like that, you know. So you can't really put that into words because, you know, that time – the Mountain West was a powerhouse, you know. Jonathan Tavernari, JT for three, joining us on BYU Sports Nation, played for the Cougars from 2006 to 2010. You look at Dave Rose. He just got a five-year contract extension. Tom Holmo said yesterday, I hope he's the coach of BYU for 15 more years after that. What do you think about Dave Rose at BYU and him getting the contract extension? Well, 15 years sounds about the time when I'll be retiring from basketball. So I think that's a really good deal that, you know, Tom <laughs> could lock him in for 15 and, you know, I can come in and, and take things over. No, but, <laughs> you know, I'm so glad I was, um, you know, locked the contract years. I'm, you know, I'm super excited for Micah. I haven't had a chance to see him yet here um, in Italy yet. You know, about Nick coming up. And then TJ coming up, and Myrak, and you know, and Dalton, and, and Tulson, and all getting ready for their second year, and Casey senior year. I think there's a lot of things going um, right now for the program. You know what I mean? There's a lot of buzz going on at BYU. Imagine that, and all these things going on, and we might we might not even make the NCAA tournament. Imagine how big of a deal it will be if we win. You know? So I think that we we just got to look at the positive things about this whole scenario. You know? JT, Jonathan Tavernari in Italy on BYU Sports Nation. The Marriott Center just uh, had some announced upgrades. All of the lower bowl seats are going to be blue. There's going to be brand new television screens. How do you feel about that, Jonathan? I got to be honest with you. I, when I go in, in, in Marriott Center every summer, you know I, I, you know, I go in and I say hi to everybody. I kind of just go in and take a second, and my wife kind of just lets me just enjoy the moment. You know, but it, it changed a lot since I was there. Grateful that you know the hoops and you know Cressmere's jersey up there is the same, and so is um, so is Danny's. You know, I you know I'm hoping that you know I probably, I'm working for the athletic department when they retire Jimmer because I think that would be really special. You know, he's one of my really good friends. You know, but it I think all of these changes. You know, like people say, well, I'm not you know I'm not prone to change and all of that. But these changes are good. You know, these changes kind of 
keep things going and and we got to keep up with time you know like you know kind of like the church and the whole thing of like you know like we love you know the LGBT community and all of that like we just got to keep up with time you know we're not changing the gospel and we're not changing our doctrine we're just we're just you know expanding the reach of our arms to make sure that we can embrace everybody and I think that BYU basketball is doing the same thing you know especially with this annex you know I'm glad that um, I can uh, you know I I, I talked to um, to to Brian Santiago, uh, I talked to Ted Lewis about being able to help and all that kind of stuff, you know. And it, it, it's the next step, you know. I mean, they, I mean, they've been talking about that since Danny Ainge was probably a freshman, you know. And by the time I left, you know, I told Jim, I said, hey, once you get to the league, donate enough money so they can call it the Jimmer for Dead Building, you know. And um, so I'm just, all of these things were just, you know, we're not keeping up with the Jones, you know. We're keeping up with the standards that things need to be, you know, a, um, a successful, you know, and I think that's one of the reasons pros, you know, decided and agreed to stay more years in Provo, you know what I mean? Well, I feel, I, I've, I'm hearing that they're going to have an alumni locker room, so you need to at least come back and check out your locker, along with Tyler Hawes, who's going to pass Jimmer for debt as the all-time leading scorer most likely tomorrow against Portland. Does Tyler get enough respect and notoriety for what he's doing? No, he doesn't. I think that people under kind of underrate everything that Tyler has accomplished. You know, because here's the thing: everybody, you know, sometimes I get on a, on arguments with fans on Twitter, kind of like, oh, you know, why didn't Tyler win more games, or why didn't Tyler? You know, because it doesn't take one player to win everything. Michael Jordan didn't win a championship until Scottie Pippen came around. You know, and you know what Tyler has done is amazing. His consistency. You know, somebody put on Twitter the other day about. You know, the gray one versus the machine comparing him and Jimmer. You can't, you know, you can't say better than that. You know, Tyler's consistency is unbelievable. To be able to what he does, you know, night in and night out, that is really hard. And when people, you know, dog on him like, well, he should have been ranked and they should have won. Well, you know, maybe players around him should have helped him a little bit more, you know. And I'm not, I'm not by saying that. I'm not saying, well, this guy, you know, this guy stinks or that guy is not good. All I'm saying is everybody's talent increases. You know, and it's hard to keep up with that. You know, I was blessed, and I said, and this is the last thing I'll say about this. I was blessed to play with probably four, five, six of BYU all-time top 30 players. You know, with Lee and Trent and Kena, um, you know, and Jackson Emery, Jimmer, Brandon Davies, Tyler. You know, I was blessed. You know, everybody says, everybody, you know, says, oh, John, you know, JT is one of the greats. Well, that's because I got to play of a lot of a lot of them too. It's other better, especially in practice, you know. So for you to win, it takes more than a person. Tyler is people don't give Tyler enough credit. Not enough. Speaking speaking of passion, Michael Elisa. La passion. Yeah, Jonathan Tavernari definitely has that. That guy's got it, man. Okay. I mean, he was a baller here. He was, and he brings up great points. I love talking to him because he holds nothing back. In fact, he was multitasking when he was talking to us yesterday. He sent us a picture after that conversation of him handing a miniature basketball to his son. Uh, And you see it it on Twitter. We've we've sent that out. He's like, and he said that during the conversation. I'm sorry. I'm I'm rebounding for my son. (laughs) I'm coaching. I'm in the middle of coaching my son right now to be the next great BYU athlete. Your kids crying in the background. Love JT, man. Class of 2026 is Jonathan Tavernari's son. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. 
Be willing to help them succeed with your donation and learn more at cougarclub.com. Of course, welcome to the club. Up next, Johnny Rugby in the studio. How about that trick shot video BYU Rugby put nice. together? Is that real? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic B to the Y to the U products. I'm Spencer Linton. He is Michael Elisa, keeping it real in Studio B. We will be keeping it real in Las Vegas at the West Coast Conference Tournament. BYU TV and BYU Radio headed down there for a fifth consecutive year. Twelve games will be broadcast between March 5th and March 10th from the Orleans Arena Eight on the ladies' side, four on the men's side. You do not want to miss it. BYU Sports Nation will also be live each and every day of the tournament from the Orleans Arena. Our Twitter question today, how would you define the Tyler Hawes legacy? At Matthew W. Evans says, consistent, humble, unconventional awesomeness, and impressive (laughs) moving without the ball. That pretty much covers all angles, right? Yeah. Well done, Matthew. (laughs) My favorite tweet thus far is, it's good! (laughs) That was from uh, one of our BYU Sports Station members at Troy B. Adams. You didn't jo- like uh, Jay Z. Elisa. Oh, Joe's Kung Fu the Kung, Master. The Kung the Kung Fu comparison was also <laughs> nice. Joining BYU Sports Nation back in Studio B is Johnny Linehan of BYU Rugby. Johnny, welcome back to the show. It's good to be back. Thank you. All right, rocking the BYU Rugby gear. <laughs> You're feeling good. You just put together a trick shot video that got over a hundred thousand views in less than a week. How long did it take to make the trick shot video? Man, well, we showed up to practice 10 minutes early and just started filming. And No, 10 yeah. minutes? I don't believe that. 10 minutes of shooting? No, I'm just kidding. It was, <laughs> okay. I was like, no way. It was over a couple of days. And, uh, yeah, my, one of my friends on the team, Luke Mocky, just you know did it all on his iPhone 6 and edited it all. And, yes, yeah, so it took us about two days and then editing another day and, it was up, and it spread like hotcakes. Yeah, 100,000 plus in less than a week. Back-to-back-to-back I mean, back to back national champions, and people are like, oh, yeah, well, that's why they're the back-to-back-to-back to back to back national champions. They can do stuff like this. How do you maintain that level of success? It's really hard, isn't it? Yeah, I think uh, the biggest thing is just that we have a team that just buys in to the, the BYU program and the legacy that we have. And we just play for each other and we go out there and try and battle at practice and battle every game and put our hearts on the line. And that's really it. And it's worked out well for us. So. I know Michael wants to ask well, you about some of these trick shots. <laughs> He's questioning okay, so it. So the, the, the movie's playing right now. I'm, I'm just curious. So... Some of these shots, it looks like it might have been an accident almost. But he's like, oh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Let's call that a trick shot. Did that happen? Be honest. Oh, man, magician never tells his tricks, you know. <laughs> All part of the show. Yeah, I mean, there, there were a few, I'll be honest, that didn't work out the way we were supposed to, but it was still cool. So we thought, we'll just edit it at the bottom, yeah. you know. Let's just write that we meant to do it. Well, yeah. what the shot was called. It was over the goalpost, hits the goal of the soccer goal, and then bounces back over the football goalpost. Yeah, that one I was trying to hit the rugby crossbar. I knew but it. I, I did it off the soccer goal, and it came back about three times. So I was just, I just thought, we'll just go okay, with that's it. A you trick. Know? Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. go with it. it. Was if it happened three times, then I feel better about that. Then it means that you're actually consistent in that trick. That's cool. That is cool. Okay, for those that are not familiar with what BYU Rugby is doing this year, you're averaging 72 points per match and giving up roughly nine. Okay, you beat UNLV 99 to nothing at any point. Do you just, like, feel bad for, for the competition? Uh yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you shouldn't feel bad because then I think you start playing worse. But, 
Yeah, I don't know. I think that's one of the hardest things is when you get up on teams to maintain a, a good quality level of rugby. And yeah, I think a, a lot of the time that's the biggest challenge is, oh, we're up by 70 points. You know, we're going to start going away from our game plan. So that's a that's a big challenge. But this weekend against St. Mary's, we, we won't have that. So yeah, that changes. To, yeah. So and I just want to know what what's like the the pregame speech like because you guys do not let up and and that's something that every team struggles with that has success is uh you know you start winning a bunch of games or you're up by a, a big lead in a current game and you kind of let off the gas pedal a little bit what what's the speech like like does your coach tell you listen guys this other team they keyed your car <laughs> it's out there. They, they just barely keyed it yeah. not, not go play them <laughs> yeah no it's yeah I think a lot of the talking is done. Before the pregame speech, because it's really short, the pregame speech. But the thing that gets me pumped up and a lot of the boys on the team is we have a, a spiritual devotional. So we have one one person do a, a pregame spiritual talk and then a prayer, and we sing a song, generally Armies of Hillerman. And that kind of gets that brotherhood going, and the coach just says, It's up to you now, fellas. We've done all we can. Now it's up to you to put it on the field, and we're pretty consistent at it, so we hope to keep it that way. Been, I really like that. Yeah, I've been trying to gauge, you know, just how good BYU is. I mean, you know professional rugby in the different leagues around the world and world-class talent. Where does BYU's collegiate team as three-time defending national champions rank against some professional teams across the country? I mean, we'd have some players that could definitely go on and play professional and, and be really good ballers at that level. BYU's biggest challenge is we get a lot of people that have never played before, and we have to turn them into into great athletes to help fit our program. So that's probably our biggest challenge. But I've been talking with some of the boys, and I think that we would be competitive against some of the teams back home. Maybe not so much the professional teams, but some of the big clubs that help you know lead into those professional teams. I think we could ball out against those those people and. Yeah, we just got to keep getting better, and that's the challenge, really. It starts with St. Mary's, a top-five team. This is a team that upset BYU not too long ago, and so there is that competitive edge uh, against the Gales. What kind of a challenge do you expect this weekend? A fun challenge, yeah. I I went away with some of the St. Mary's players on the All-American trip last year, and it's... There's nothing better than beating your friends. You know? <laughs> and so for, I've been talking to them. I said, man, we'll be mates, but for 80 minutes on Saturday, we will be anything but friends. You know, So it's, it's fun playing against teams that, that can challenge you and, and play at your level. So our coaches this week have been saying whoever brings the most heart is going to win because we believe that if we do that, then we have enough talent to, to get the victory. You, uh, Johnny, I'm looking at you. You got the, you got the boyish good looks, the smile, whatever. Like for a rugby player, how how do you keep yourself protected in such a man sport where you cuts and bruises and elbows are flying? Oh, just hope that my mum prays for me. Really, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, uh, I've I've had uh, my fair share of injuries. It's honestly really cool when you go back with a black eye. I always check myself after the game, take a selfie. Oh, <laughs> dang it! Don't have any scratches on my face because yeah. No, my fiance, she loves it. Well, she might say otherwise, but I feel like she loves it. Congratulations, but, yeah. by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, but but really, honestly, I've had I think four stitches last year in my in my eye. I've broken my nose probably more than once, but only really got it sorted out once. But my knees are my biggest struggle. I've I've yeah had had something torn in both of my knees and just had surgery in November on my right knee. So that's probably what I'm most scared about is my knee rather than my face. but Backballing out, though, right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, tape is a wonderful thing. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on everything. Good luck against St. Mary's. And your fiancé is? 
Marissa Nimmer. That is yeah. right. Nimmer time <laughs> from BYU lady. women's soccer. Uh, yeah, well done, Johnny Lehan, on all regards. Um, and we look forward to uh, watching BYU rugby progress throughout the season. Yeah, thank you. The trick shot video is real, people. It's not a fake, right, Michael? Uh, my favorite quote of the day is, tape is a wonderful thing. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sounds like my injury list. Yeah, I like that. Seriously, it's growing and growing. Stay healthy. Up uh, next on BYU Sports Nation, all other things relevant to Cougar sports. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. The countdown continues, my friends. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 191. <laughs> Michael. Dang it. Michael. I almost had it. Kay. I got a panic. Okay, okay. One. I go one, nine, one, ninety one. And you go one, ninety one. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> fail. Fail. Oh, man. Oh. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help When You Need the Most. DexterLaw.com. This one's easy. It goes to Tyler Hawes and his legacy. Okay, we've got some great tweets. I'm, in. I'm sure Tyler can even sing. He, pro- he probably he can. He can do it all. He would never admit that, though. At Dr. Steve Best, Hawes' legacy could be des- best described as subtle awesomeness. Tweeting in from North Carolina. Thank you, Dr. Steve Best. At Cougar underscore Nate says he is the mid range and free throw scoring king. Hashtag, who is Tyler Hawes? Yes. At P underscore Norton, clutch, gamer, hard worker, dedicated, humble, motivated, focused, great teammate, greater person. Couldn't say better myself. Mm. It's about Tyler Haas tonight. So enjoy the awesomeness. Absolutely. Can, can I just read one really quick? Yeah, you bet. At Tasha Lynn, 19, Haas, it's a noun. An almost too humble, unassuming BYU hoopster who quietly smashes records. His fans don't know how good they have it. Seriously. Hashtag BYU Sports Nation. Thanks to Jonathan Tavernari, Johnny Linehan, and Jack Sigma. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Our show is always on demand. Shout out to all of you members of BYU Sports Nation.